Welcome to Garbage and Gold, the podcast that is robotically rousing, roaringly robust, and rollickingly rowdy. I'm Lisa. And I am Lindsay. This is the podcast where we deliberate the best and worst of a topic, and you, dear listeners, get to decide who you think is right. We will give you more information on how to weigh in with your opinions at the end of the show. Let's hit the recap and poll results from our Batman Villains episode before we get into our topic for this week. Mm, All right, so Lisa, the poll results are in for our Batman Villains episode, Mm -hmm. and uh, they were surprising. They were surprising. Okay. In the garbage showdown between my garbage of the Tommy Lee Jones interpretation of Two-Face from Batman Forever. Is that the movie? I can't remember which movie. Okay, cool. (laughs) And your garbage of The Penguin. Uh Uh-huh. You do win. Okay. When you said they were interesting, I was worried that I was going to get swept, and I was real nervous about it. Okay, thanks. Great. Oh, my gosh. How how? I wasn't ready. Be? I was not ready. I was, like, <laughs> already forming arguments in my brain. But no, I don't need to. Thank you very much. Thanks, thanks mm. listeners, mm-hmm. for understanding Penguin Sucks. Um, okay. And congratulations. I only received one garbage vote. So you okay. almost swept garbage completely. Okay. Okay. Got it. In the gold showdown between my gold of the Batman villains, Joker, mm-hmm. and your gold of Batman villains, Raj Aj- Ajul. Raj Ajul. Mm-hmm. There we go. There it is. <laughs> um, I listen to the podcast and you, and I pay attention. Um, I do win. Yeah. And I receive all the votes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All the gold votes yeah. go to me for Joker. Yeah. So. Yeah. He yeah. he is the he is the people's champ for sure. Yep. Oh my gosh, there's a great um Canadian band called Oh crap, what are they called? And they have a song called People's Champ and it's really good. <laughs> oh, what's their name? I thought it was going to be I'm about gonna Batman. I'm gonna I was Google super it. excited and now I'm not excited. Well, well you do your comment. Okay, you'll look up I your Canadian will. band. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, my first shout out is to our show illustrator, Cole, who drew us as Batman villains. And it made me so happy. He is my favorite. Um, So thanks, Cole, for that. And that's on our Instagram Mm -hmm. and our Twitter. If you didn't get a chance to see that, you should pop on over and see that. And then the other comment I have this week is from L. Hodnefeld on Twitter, who's compared us to the Hank brothers. And I just really feel like I've arrived. I mean, the Green Brothers. It's the Green Brothers, not the Hank brothers. Hank Green and John Green. And I am Hank. Yeah. So the Green Brothers. I um I have never known what my goal in life was, but yeah. to be compared to John Green was yeah. was my goal. I have achieved all things. Seriously. Seriously. Yeah. I feel like yeah, I've arrived yeah. when she was like, well, in case you were wondering, like, Lindsay is John and Lisa is Hank. And I was like, well, no, I mean, yes, we knew that clearly. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was just yeah. real nice to hear. So thank you, Lindsay. Yeah. That. that was nice. Yeah, yeah. That was good. That was actually also my listener comment. And it's the Arkells. The Arkells. Okay. I don't love everything they play, but they have a really fun <laughs> song called People's Champ. And you should check them out. They're super fun. Disclaimer for anybody going to listen to them. And they're like, I don't like this. And Lindsay can be like, well, I didn't mean that song. I meant this yeah. one. <laughs> but, but like like some good like kind of pump up, like people's champ is a good like get you pumped up kind of thing. Nice. So cool. Yeah. 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 So go ahead and listen to the Arkells. A-R-K-E-L-L. Nice. The Arkells. Nice. Mm-hmm. A little music drop for you. You're welcome, everybody. Okay. There you go. We should just have that like recommendation time with Lisa oh, and Lindsay. That'd be fun. That would be fun. Yeah. Except that's the only thing I have to recommend. Otherwise, <laughs> 
I don't know. My recommendation is I don't have anything. I thought Dracula on Netflix was real good. Although it's kind of mm. old now. I just really think oh, BBC oh good. series a dated, do it better. <laughs> I mean, it's agreed, like agreed. within the past month. No. Yeah. <laughs> within the past month. So it's not like super Lisa, dated, but. Are you also going to recommend Cheer to everyone as the new cutting edge <laughs> Netflix thing? Do you know I haven't watched Cheer because I like to be anti-establishment <gasps> sometimes? <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. Everybody's like, cheer. it's so good. And I'm like, whatever. It's too mainstream now. <laughs> You're like, um, I watched Dracula instead. <laughs> I was okay. So what I was saying is, I really do think BBC series do it so much better because it's like three. Oh my gosh, for sure, three episodes, and each episode is like an hour, a little over, somewhere between an hour and hour and a half, which is fine. But it's just so like concise, and you're like, oh, this is good. And it also has some um, Doctor Who, like Stephen Moffat helps write it, which is mm-hmm. very obvious, especially in the final episode. But anyway, yeah, I just really liked Dracula. I thought it was rad. So nice. And I realize I really like Brit- British series better. I think. Well, yeah, because they're, you know, like you have six to 10 episodes or even three sometimes. And so yeah. you don't have the, you know, like American TV, you have those random episodes yeah. where it's bad and you're going, well, they had to write 22 of them. So right. of course it's bad. And we're on our 15th and you can, season. British is like three yeah. is enough. And I'm like, oh my God, yes. Thank yeah. you for knowing. It's like Sherlock. Yeah. Sherlock was super good and yeah. was like nine episodes total. Yeah. And we're done. We all moved on with our life. Yeah. It's so great. Yeah. I love it. So. I know. I don't want to talk about moving on with my life because I want that show to come back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Check out the Arkells, People's Champ, dance around with your hairbrush. That's the kind of music we're talking about. So, yay, yay, yay. And watch Dracula on Netflix. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. All right. (sighs) Lindsay, let's get on to the show. All right, Lindsay, you are presenting the research today for our topic, and I'm so excited because I just get to sit here and it makes me really happy. So our topic today is St. Patrick's Day, which you are very passionate about. So can you please tell us some background on St. Patrick's Day? Oh, my gosh, I would love to. So first of all, I would just like you all to know that my research about St. Patrick's Day comes from one very reliable source and one source that we love. We rely on it for its unreliability. Unreliability, unreliability. I was, was going to say, if you don't involve Wikipedia in some way, I revolt. So thank you. You're welcome. So the research today comes from Ireland.com and especially their focus on St. Patrick's Day. So St. Patrick's Day is the feast day in which we celebrate St. Patrick, the patron saint of Ireland. Um, and so St. Patrick was originally from Wales or Scotland, was abducted at the age of 16 and brought to Ireland as a slave. He escaped from his slave owners and on his escape, he had a vision. And so he, he had grown up with like a Christian priest guy as his dad or grandpa or something. So he escapes, but he has this vision that he is supposed to go back to Ireland and convert the pagans of Ireland to Christianity. So. He returned to Ireland and uh, spent the rest of his life preaching, baptizing, and building churches until his death on March 17th in 461. Common era, common era. There you go. We were not, we are not educated in the 2000s. And so I almost (laughs) called it AD. It's fine. 
Get woke, uh, Lindsay. So, come on. What? I said get woke, Lindsay. Come on. I know. I'm not. I'm not, <laughs> apparently. For those who celebrate the intended meaning of St. Patrick's Day, it is a traditional day for spiritual renewal. And it was um, St. Patrick became a saint. Nope, that's not true. Uh, yeah, because he's not a saint, right? He's never officially sainted. Uh, it. What? He's not like an official. He's not recognized as a saint in the Catholic Church. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'll take a look while you're... Lisa, I shouldn't do the research. <laughs> You're doing great. St. Patrick was never canonized as a saint by the Catholic Church. <laughs> Did you get that from Wikipedia? No, I got that from irishcentral.com. The Irish version of Wikipedia, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, there's <laughs> okay. also catholic.org that says, because he's he's a patron saint, so it's I guess that's different. I don't know. I'm not Catholic. I'm not either. Yeah. Anyway. St. Patrick's Day began as a a celebration uh, in the late 1500s, early 1600s. It became a feast day, and that is because of an Irish Franciscan friar um, named Luke Wadding, who who uh, really believed in St. Patrick's Day and St. Patrick himself. So, um, St. Patrick was known for converting the Irish people. He also was known for banishing snakes from Ireland. This is a big deal. Apparently, there are no snakes in Ireland. I mean, I was there. I never saw one. So... (laughs) Uh, good, good on you, St. Patrick. The story is there's no snakes in Ireland because St. Patrick banished them. Mm-hmm. In reality, there probably just are no snakes in <laughs> Ireland because they're not native to that area. Correct. But it's a nice story about St. Patrick. It's fun. It's some fun lore. I'm here for that. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. So green is a color now synonymous with St. Patrick's Day. Everyone is wearing green. If you don't wear green, you get pinched. But the wearing of green only became a tradition in the 19th century. And up until then, the color associated with St. Patrick's Day is blue. Oh, okay. I just knew it was not orange because orange is a no-no. I knew that. Right. Yeah. Well, orange is the color of the Protestants. Right. Green is the color of of the Catholics. Correct. That's why I knew orange was a no-no. Yes. (laughs) Uh, The first St. Patrick's Day parade was not held in Ireland at all, but was in fact held in Boston in 1737. Mm. So the Boston... St. Patrick's Day Parade predated the Declaration of Independence. Um, the official parade for so St. Patrick's cool. Day started in New York in 1766, and Ireland held their first St. Patrick's Day Parade in 1903. That's so cool. Yep. The One of the other things that is associated with St. Patrick's Day is the three-leaf or four-leaf clover. And uh, the lore is that St. Patrick would use the clover to try to explain the Holy Trinity to the pagans of Ireland. St. Patrick's Day is a public holiday in the Republic of Ireland, Northern Ireland, and a couple like provinces in Canada and an mm-hmm. overseas territory. Mm-hmm. So that means it's a day off. It's a very special day. Mm-hmm. It is also widely celebrated in the United Kingdom, Canada, United States, Brazil, Argentina, Australia, and New Zealand because a lot of Irish people mm-hmm. live in those places. And sure. so it becomes, even at one time, the celebration of St. Patrick's Day was bigger outside of Ireland because yeah. the Irish people missed their home yeah. and their patron saint. There have been criticisms of St. Patrick's Day celebrations for becoming too commercialized and for fostering negative stereotypes of the Irish people. (laughs) Celebrations include prominent displays of the color green, Mm -hmm. religious observances. You're supposed to go to mass this day. 
numerous parades and copious consumption of alcohol. Mm -hmm. And until the late 20th century, St. Patrick's Day was a bigger celebration among the outlying areas than it was in Ireland. Mm -hmm. And that, my friends, is St. Patrick's Day. I love it. Thank you. I have a question I'm sure you have an Uh answer for. Why? Uh-huh. No, actually, St. P- <laughs> Patrick was not actually canonized by the Catholic Church. So a patron saint is different than a regular saint. Next question. Why is St. Patrick's Day on his death and not his birthday? Because no one knows what his birthday is. Okay. I don't know yeah. if that's real or not, but you said it with confidence and I'm here for it. So <laughs> That is true. <laughs> I did say it with confidence. I have no idea. I have no idea. But I don't know it's either. Traditionally... I was just curious because a lot of times yeah. it's like, you know, you celebrate the, the birthing day of a person, but this was the death day. But no. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, fine. <laughs> All right. So, Lindsay, thank you for your research. Mm-hmm. It's great. So great. Oh, um, you're welcome. What is the garbage, the most terrible thing about St. Patrick's Day for you? Mm. Well, and this is the the garbage of St. Patrick's Day is really the reason I was so passionate about okay. this topic and, yeah. and wanted to make sure that we did it. <clears throat> My garbage of St. Patrick's Day is the cultural appropriation of Ireland and Irish people. <laughs> Some of the things associated okay. with St. Patrick's Day yes. include clovers, yep. luck, yep. pots of gold at the end of rainbows, mm-hmm. orange hair, leprechauns, random kissing, mm-hmm. random attacking of people. Mm-hmm. And it's an issue. Yeah. And here is the issue. Our celebrations of St. Patrick's Day feel like it is a continued bullying and acceptance of a stereotype about Irish immigrants mm. in the United States. Mm. So okay. in the 1800s, I would like you to know that my research for this section of the podcast does come from the Library of Congress. Oh, wow. So in okay. the 1800s, Irish people accounted for half of all immigrants to the United States. Mm. But those people were incredibly poor. Ireland was uh predominantly agricultural Mm -hmm. and they were not yet into the industrial age that the U.S. was. So Mm -hmm. these Irish people escaping often famine would come to the U.S. and even if they would be probably okay, like you couldn't be dirt poor because you would have to be able to afford the the passage over, but they would come to the United States with very few skills and very Mm -hmm. little money. And so they Mm -hmm. would be stuck in these port cities like Boston Mm -hmm. and New York. um, And they would live in these port cities. And often because they didn't have any money, a lot of people were living together, which means there is a rise in diseases. Mm -hmm. um, And these Irish people were so desperate for to be able to feed their families that they would really take any job, including Mm -hmm. these low paying, not super high class Mm -hmm. jobs. Mm -hmm. So what this caused is for Americans to view the Irish as less than, mm. to view them as disease ridden. Um, there was religious persecution of the Protestants would, would persecute to the Irish Catholics. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's even stories of Irish people moving into neighborhoods and Americans leaving because they just assumed the Irish were dirty and would cause all kinds of disease. Wow. So look, here's the deal. We all want to be Irish on St. Patrick's Day. Some of us want to be Irish every day. But something happens to us 
around St. Patrick's Day and suddenly we're wearing shirts that say, kiss me, I'm Irish. And we're not even Irish. And we put on the orange wig and we wear the green top hat and we pretend we're leprechauns. (laughs) And it's just not okay. Irish people, not all Irish people have red or red or orange hair. Correct. They do not wear green all the time. They do not want to be randomly kissed. They really don't want to be pinched. They are not more or less lucky than the general population. Not everyone drinks all the time over there in Ireland. They drink a lot. <laughs> but the cultural stereotype of them, all of them drinking all the time is incorrect. Okay. They They eat more than just potatoes. Mm. They are not all short and obsessed with pots of gold. There aren't rainbows everywhere in Ireland. And yes, there's a lot of clover, but there's just a lot of green in that place. The Irish people are more than our St. Patrick's Day celebration of them. And that is the Mm. cultural appropriation of the Irish people and culture. And that is my garbage of St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. We don't even use it as a religious day. We just drink a lot. Okay. And that's not what it was set up for. Right. Right. Lucas Wadding is rolling in his grave <laughs> that all we're doing is drinking on St. Patrick's Day <laughs> and, and not going to mass. Tur- Lucas. <laughs> turning the river green. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. There are no green rivers in Ireland. There are none. They are the same color as every other river every other day of the year kind of brown that's the color that rivers are (laughs) it's not blue let's be honest rivers are not blue rivers are kind of brown exactly (laughs) depends on how fast they're moving (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah, i'm with you yeah that is one of those things where like i do feel a little bit icky about celebrating a, a holiday based on someone else's culture that i'm not familiar with um, mm-hmm. cause St. Patrick's Day, like I, you know, I'm not Irish, so I don't have any of that in my life and it's fine, but it also does feel like, a, oh yeah, let's go do a bunch of Irish things. And it's like, oh, but none of these are actually like really Irish and I feel weird about it. So yeah. it's just, yeah, yeah, it's, it's become an excuse to like do fun, quirky things. And I think that there are still some things that are fun that you can learn about Ireland on St. Patrick's Day and stuff like that. But yeah, the actual celebration right. itself is mainly like a farce. So yeah. yeah, you can eat corned beef and hash mm-hmm. on August seventeenth. You, sure you don't could. have to do it just on St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. You sure good. So That's do good. that. Okay. Educate yourself, folks. Educate. Get woke. <laughs> Get woke. <laughs> I was going to say something, but I'm not because <laughs> I'll say it after the record. Okay, sounds great. <laughs> All right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's that's my garbage, Lisa. Okay. Do you have a garbage of St. Patrick's Day? I do. And you kind of touched on it a little bit, but I'm going to elaborate on it and get real angry about it. So Mm. my garbage of St. Patrick's Day is the pinching and the kissing. So Mm. let me first address the pinching, because like you said, apparently, if you do not wear green on St. Patrick's Day, people have the, quote, right to pinch you. My research comes from a real simple article, so that's where I'm at. But why? Well, legend has it that if you wear green, then you are invisible to leprechauns, and leprechauns like to Mm. pinch people. So if you're not wearing green, leprechauns can see you, and they're going to pinch you. Okay, so there's no... You are not a leprechaun. What? You are not a leprechaun. Correct, correct. I'm going to get there. So there's no real primary source on this. It's just a thing people started, and they continued it, and I hate it. And maybe if I was getting pinched by invisible leprechauns, like... Every other day, fine. Um, right. But you, 
coworker Donna are not a leprechaun. So I do not need you to pinch me and say, should have worn green. I am my own woman. I wear what colors I want when I want. And you don't have a right to touch me, let alone pinch me. Rude. Okay. So that's how I feel about the pinching. Now on. Um, do you know how to. Go ahead. Do you know, do you know how to get out of the pinching thing? Uh, tell HR. No, you tell everyone you're wearing green underwear because no one's going to ask to see your green underwear. But they've probably Boom. already pinched I- me because and they're like, oh, I didn't know. And I'm like, I'm wearing green underwear. And they're like, oh, but I've already been pinched. Yeah. yeah. Mm. In elementary school, I'd be like, you can't pinch me. I'm wearing green underwear. Uh, smart idea. Boom. Look at you. Because that was the last time someone tried to pinch me. Oh, no. Donna or whatever your coworker's name is who <laughs> pinches you. All right. So then following along with this, the whole kiss me, I'm Mm -hmm. Irish. So I looked up where this tradition came from. This quote tradition is connected with the Blarney Stone. And if you're not familiar with the Blarney Stone, it is a block of carboniferous limestone built into the battlements of Blarney Castle, Blarney, which is about eight kilometers from Cork, Ireland. And according to legend, kissing the stone endows the kisser with the gift of gab, which means great eloquence or skill at flattery. My research for this comes from Wikipedia. You're welcome. The stone. Um, Lisa. Yes. Well, go ahead and finish. Did you kiss the Blarney Stone? I did kiss the Blarney Stone. (laughs) I am intimately aware of the Blarney Stone. We'll get to that. The stone was set into a tower of the castle in 1446. The castle is a popular tourist site in Ireland, attracting visitors from all over the world to kiss the stone and tour the castle and its gardens. (laughs) The word Blarney has come to mean clever, flattering, or coaxing talk. Um, Mm -hmm. it's, It's more than flattery. It's flattery sweetened by humor and flavored by wit. So... Okay, so let's say I am to believe that kissing a stone will make me more charismatically conversational, a rock Mm. that people have kissed over the centuries. That's I'm supposed Mm -hmm. to believe that. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, so let's entertain that idea for a moment. Okay, let's say, yes, you have kissed the rock and you have become more charismatically conversational. Why on earth? Would you being Irish mean that you too have that same magical transference for, quote, the gift of gab? This is like a mistletoe situation, and I am 0% here for it. I will kiss who I want to kiss when I want to kiss them. I am way more likely to respond to a shirt that says, kiss me, I respect women, or kiss me, I love dragons, than kiss me because I happen to have a heritage that's generations removed to a stone on an island I've never been to. That's like me saying, give me sauerkraut, I'm German, or let's have tea, I'm British. Like, stop it. Get a personality and stop touching me. Whoa. Yeah. Would you like to know the process to kiss the Blarney Stone? Do you have to hang upside down? You do. And an old Irish man pushes you down into a hole, and you have, like, two seconds to kiss it, which is, you know, it's not a lot of time to kiss a stone. (laughs) And then you're suddenly back up again and out. And there's a line of people in front of you and a line of people behind you. Uh, And what's even better is some people claim that the workers pee on the Blarney Stone (laughs) before they open the castle. I did not know that when I kissed it. So... Oh, my God. I don't even know if it's true. I don't care. That is an amazing yeah. myth. Yeah. I'm here for it. So you lay on your back. They push you like an old Irishman takes a hold of your legs, pushes you down into a hole. So you're kind of bent in half and you have to kiss it. And then it, you come up and you go. Yeah. 
Yeah, it sounds magical. And he and he knows he's peed on it that morning. So cool. <laughs> sounds magic. <laughs> I'm just saying, did I have the gift of gab before I kissed the Barding Stone? I'm not sure. I didn't have a podcast before I kissed it. So maybe, maybe it is magical. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> Lindsay, what's what I is, highly recommend going to Blarney. It's quite great. I think it would be great. I think it would be it's beautiful great. there. I think it would yes. be beautiful. I'm with you. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So what is speaking of that? What is your gold? What is a beautiful thing about St. Patrick's Day? Okay. So there's a lot of gold things about St. Patrick's Day. And my honorable mention is to Ireland itself. Really, the Irish like tourism department should really just hire me because this is just a walking billboard for Ireland mm-hmm. until I told you all that they pee on the Barney Stone. Um, <laughs> that won't make it Ireland itself. <laughs> the Irish people are just incredible. The culture, the amount of art that comes from such a small place, especially mm-hmm. around music and literature, like it's really just a, a beautiful place. The landscape is incredible. The photos behind me, half of them are Ireland. Um, Ireland looks mm-hmm. the way you think it should look. And so it's just gorgeous. And mm-hmm. I highly recommend going. Irish Tourism Board, please pay yep. me for this uh, endorsement of you. <laughs> but my gold of St. Patrick's Day is the color green. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yes. Okay. Let's hear it. So uh, there is a lot out there about the psychology of color. And so we're mm-hmm. going to dive a little bit into the psychology of the color green. So the color green is opposite on the color wheel of the color red, mm-hmm. which is often the color associated with anger. And there's mm-hmm. even in financial settings, there is an expression in the red, which means you are operating at a loss. Mm-hmm. And in the green means you have an operating profit. So already green is associated with abundance and more and profit. It's also associated with taking care of the earth. And so right now, especially we live in a world where we are more aware of how we are treating our planet. Mm -hmm. And so you are encouraged to use green products. That does not mean they are the color green, but it means the effect that they have on the environment is green. Yep. So the color psychology of green. Green is a cool color, which symbolizes nature and the natural world. And perhaps because of that strong association, green is often thought to represent tranquility, good luck, health, and if we're honest, jealousy. So researchers have found that green can actually improve reading abilities. So for some kids who are struggling to read, if they put like a transparent thing of green on top of what a kid is reading, it actually has some proof that it will increase their reading ability and speed. So something about what green does to your brain. Yeah, that's cool. Green has long been a symbol of fertility. It was once the preferred color choice for wedding gowns in the 15th century. Oh, that's cool. Green is often used in decorating for its calming effect. For instance, guests waiting to appear on a television program often wait in a green room to Mm -hmm. relax and calm down. Mm -hmm. Um, And so often green rooms are not literally green. They Mm -hmm. are just the kind of place where you can settle down for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Green is thought to relieve stress and to improve healing. Those who have a green work environment experience fewer stomach aches at work. Hmm. And green as a color makes you feel calm, compassionate, and optimistic. So my gold of St. Patrick's Day is the color green. That's so cool. I did not even really consider that. Because when you say, I, like, I knew the phrase green room, and I, but I never really thought about why it was called the green yeah. room. But no, that's cool. Huh. Yep. The color green. 
Nice. I mean, does it help that, like, I feel gr- like green has so many shades that green is also yeah. universally a flattering color for people? Yes. Like, any color green yeah. can, there's like, a, there's not a any nice color green, but, but any green. complexion yeah. can wear a certain type of green, yes. and it is, yes. it is, just looks lovely. Mm-hmm. So. I was thinking about that, too, because, like, my kitchen is green. Like, my kitchen walls are green. But then I was also thinking of like a mint green because I'm looking around the office at like the different shades of green I see because there's like a mint green on one of my folders because you're right. There's just like a huge spectrum of it. Right. And it's really nice and because there's different moods and tones and whatever. But it's not that there's just overall kind of psychology around green. No, that's super red. Yeah. 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 Very cool. Yeah. So St. Patrick's Day should be quite a calm experience for so many people <laughs> as they drink a lot and look around. Maybe so, maybe the green beer is calming. Maybe. Maybe that's why Donna pinches you is because she's like, you need to work on being more calm. Uh, Wear some green. Probably. It's not helping. Don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Okay, good wear, one. Wear a little wear a little green today oh. in honor of St. Patrick and yeah. uh, the calming nature yeah. of the color green. The optimism so. that brings. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So, Lisa, that is my gold of St. Patrick's Day. What is your gold of St. Patrick's Day? Yeah. Well, my gold of St. Patrick's Day is a lot less uh, classy because I chose the Shamrock Shake at McDonald's (laughs) as my gold of St. Patrick's Day. (laughs) All right. Tell us more about that, Lisa. This, the year of 2020, is the 50th year of Shamrock Shakes. McDonald's is also rolling out their Oreo Shamrock McFlurry, but I am here to recognize the OG of the Shamrock Shake. So the Shamrock Shake, all my research comes from the McDonald's website today, too. So I actually used kind of real sources. Look at me doing stuff. Okay. Okay. Library of Congress versus (laughs) McDonald's.com. It's fine. I mean... The one and only Shamrock Shake features creamy vanilla soft serve blended with our unmistakable Shamrock flavor and topped with whipped topping for a delicious minty treat. All right. This is from um, a this is a job you can have. McDonald's archivist Mike Bullington. That is his job title as a McDonald's archivist. Cool. Every year, customers eagerly await the return of the Shamrock Shake. And over the past five decades, getting a sip of this green legend has become a seasonal tradition for many. The shake's unique history and widespread passion for this menu item has qualified the Shamrock Shake as a beloved cultural icon. The legacy of the Shamrock Shake. This is actually really cool. I was actually really impressed to see this because I just picked it because I really like Shamrock Shakes and it makes me think of St. Patrick's Day. But there's like some fun stuff that goes on here. So Mm. the legacy. The Shamrock Shake was created in 1967 by Hal Rosen, a Connecticut McDonald's owner and operator who made the delicious mint shake in celebration of St. Patrick's Day. It then kind of spread out from there in 1970. It was an instant success. In 1974, the sales from the shake helps to build the very first Ronald McDonald House in Philadelphia. The mission began when the daughter of a Philadelphia Eagles player was being treated for leukemia, and together with a local McDonald's owner and operator, Hal Rosen, McDonald's founder, Ray Kroc, the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, and the Philadelphia Eagles, the family raised money from the Shamrock Shake sales to help open the first Ronald McDonald House as a way to keep families close during difficult times. Yeah! 
Yeah, that was wow. fun. That made me feel really good. I was like, oh, man. I don't know. I mean, they obviously don't donate money to that anymore. But, they, you know, like they do the Ronald McDonald House with all sorts of stuff. But the Shamrock right. Shake kind of helped fund that first one. Um, other fun facts about the Shamrock Shake. On St. Patrick's Day in 2010, Shamrock season was bigger than ever as the, quote, world's largest Shamrock Shake was poured into the Chicago River. In honor of a $10,000 donation to develop a new Ronald McDonald house in the city of Chicago's Streeterville neighborhood. The shake was 24 feet tall. Chicago's oh, river God. has been through so much. So many things. I'm so sorry, Chicago. Yeah, don't swim in it. Oh, my <laughs> God. Just... Don't even, like, pr- like get near it, probably. Don't get no. too near it. Yeah. Don't Wait. get on those boats. Yeah. Oh, okay. you're way too close to the water then. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. You could sink into the river. <laughs> Don't go on those tourist boats. You sink right in. <laughs> Love for the Shamrock Shake crosses borders. In addition to being a seasonal U.S. favorite, the Shamrock Shake will be sold in both Canada and Ireland in 2020. So, is this just a mint vanilla shake with green food coloring? Yes. However, well, it, it's not even really minty. It is mint. It no, it has a shamrock flavor, as you said earlier, <laughs> and that is not really mint. It's a little minty. It's a little minty. This is it also is more minty than a chocolate shake, but I would not put it next to like a mint shake. Okay. Well, okay. Okay. All right. It's also delicious and fun and seasonal, and I love it. And you know St. Patrick's Day is close when the shamrock shakes roll out, and they are just, they're so good. They're so good. Because they're seasonal, you can't get them all the time, but they have them every year, so it's just this fun thing. They're delicious. And it's like, oh, yeah, I got to get a shamrock shake. And you know people, I am not one, but I have people in my life who are quite obsessed with shamrock shakes, and they, like, wait for them to come out, and then they're super excited, and they, like, document on social media their first shamrock shake of the season and all these things. So they're just hmm. – they're a big deal, and they are my gold of St. Patrick's Day. Interesting. Mm-hmm. They are also green. They are green. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The, sh- so- the shamrock flavor? Is that what shamrock yeah, flavoring? the shamrock flavor. Ooh. I want one of these so bad right now. Okay. I know I do too. Yeah. Podcast I, outing. Yeah, I haven't had actually, one yet. Podcast outing, we should double check that it's actually served in Ireland. And then go get one there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> like we're gonna have to prove that it, it's Yeah, real. go there. I'm yes. not I'm not gonna kiss the Blarney stone covered in pee. No. No, <laughs> we won't we I won't make you. We'll go visit St. Patrick's sites. Okay, that sounds good. We'll see St. Patrick's good. grave. That'll yeah. be fun. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> yep, that'll be. There's a lot of great things to do in Ireland. You could, no. yeah. <laughs> I will only tell you if the Irish Tourism Board. That's right. If they sponsors this episode, properly and, compensate us for this. Yes, and then we will do the garbage and gold of Ireland. I love it, and it'll just be all gold. And I'll be like, "There's nothing garbage about it, except that I don't live there." That's right. <laughs> it's the only garbage thing about Ireland. So I'm not there now. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, Lindsay. So hit us with the recap and tell our listeners how to vote this week. You all can go and vote for our garbage choices. My garbage choice of the cultural appropriation of the Irish people and culture. And Lisa's garbage of people pinching and kissing her using hashtag Lindsay garbage or hashtag Lisa garbage. And you can vote for our gold choices. My gold choice of the color green and Lisa's gold choice of the shamrock shake using the hashtags Lindsay gold or Lisa gold on our Instagram and Twitter accounts at garbage gold pod. 
Yes, please do that because we love to hear what you guys think and we like chatting with you about your choices. So get up in our feeds and tell us your feels. So we will share those poll results and our favorite listener comments on our next episode. If you haven't already done so, if you could head on over to iTunes or wherever it is you listen to us every week and give us a rate, review, and subscribe, we would really appreciate that. And if you want more of us, including the director's cut of this episode and all of our other episodes and bonus episodes, um, we did a Jeremy Renner watch with us, which was terrible but enjoyable for you to listen to. We have a bunch of stuff over there on patreon.com slash garbage gold pod where you can subscribe for $2 or $5 a month. Yes, please do that. And tell your friends about us. Nothing is better than a recommendation from a friend. So if you've enjoyed any of this, or if you've learned something today, which mm-hmm. hopefully you have, mm-hmm. um, spread the news about this podcast to your friends. Yeah. And then you can join us next week where we are cutting edge, yep. going to educate you on yep. the garbage and gold of pandemics. Yep. <laughs> this mm-hmm. was inspired, obviously, by the coronavirus, but it's not our first COVID-19. pandemic. It won't be our last one, for sure. So <laughs> That's right. So yeah. join us as we try to figure out, is there anything gold about a pandemic? <laughs> and what We're is not the, sure. What is the worst thing? Can we just, can we just say right now that the yes. worst thing is people dying? So we won't, yes. like, that'll be, like, the agreed upon, the worst thing is that people die. Yeah. This is yeah, like yeah. like movie snacks. It's like popcorn's right. the best. We all know it. Move on. Like right. so the worst thing right. about a pandemic is that people die. Okay. Yes. So yeah. So we're not going to yes. say that that's the worst thing because obviously it's the worst thing and we're not monsters, but there's other and worse, we there's really, other bad we, things. Before we agreed to this topic, we did figure out two non-offensive gold things yes. about pandemics. Yes. And that was the only way that we would agree to do it. Yes. So. Yes. So we have yeah, we do have our gold selected. I do yep. have my garbage selected, too, but I'll tell you when we're done recording. Okay. And it's not people dying because we already know that that is the yep. ultimate garbage. That is so. that is garbage. Yes. Maybe we'll even give them information, them, the listeners, yeah. information about how they can, like, help fight COVID-19. Oh, that's a great idea. I know. I'm so good at this. Seriously, this podcast is me at my best. I've never been better. <laughs> I will never be this good again. Let's. I love it. I love it. This is it. You take a moment. You have peaked. I have peaked. Yes. Totally. Yes. All right. Well, I think that's it then. I think that's it. We'll we'll be back next week for Garbage World of Pandemics. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.